letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. With the WCCO All Local, I'm Mark Fry. Here are just some of the headlines for Monday, June 19th. A wildfire continues to burn in northeast Minnesota, but there's some good news. It's another hot week, and we'll tell you what to expect and how to keep yourself safe. And today marks Juneteenth, recognizing the end of slavery in the United States. But first, a somber day in the South Metro, as upwards of 1,000 people were expected at the prayer and burial for five young women killed in a car crash over the weekend in Minneapolis. The unnamed suspect in Friday night's two-car crash in Minneapolis that killed four women and a teenage girl remains in custody but has not been charged. Police say the suspect was seen speeding on I-35W when he drove off the interstate, ran a red light at 2nd Avenue and Lake, and broadsided the SUV. Minneapolis City Council Member Jamal Osman. This kind of reckless behavior from individual who survived took five girls ahead of their future away we want justice for 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 this girl two other women were 20 years old two others were 19 and the other was 17. muslim funeral prayers are this afternoon at dar el farouk mosque in bloomington followed by burial at garden of eden cemetery in burnsville al shock news talk a30 wcco Meanwhile, Minneapolis City Council member Jamal Osmond's expressing anger that video of Friday's deadly crash somehow leaked online and went viral. Osmond believes that video came from local law enforcement, noting that a high-ranking official had told him the video would not be made public until it was viewed by family members of the five who died. A wildfire burning in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness in the Superior National Forest is now 80% contained nearly a week after it erupted. Tim Ongrave is a spokesperson for the incident team working on the fire. Firefighters have made really good progress going direct on the fire's edge for suppression and then also uh, mopping up, which means they're extinguishing hot spots along the fire's edge and securing that uh, so that uh, no, no burning embers um, or flames uh, could jump from the edge. Investigators saying over the weekend that the Spice Lake fire was caused by humans but didn't say exactly how it was started. One of downtown Minneapolis' most well-known gay bars says it's dropping Anheuser-Busch as a vendor. In a statement released Monday, the saloon announced they'll replace Anheuser-Busch beers with those from local breweries, including Modest and Bauhaus, after the beer giant walked back from a campaign featuring a trans spokesperson. The saloon's decision comes as the Twin Cities Pride Festival gets underway later this week. And speaking of Twin Cities Pride Festival, officials with this weekend's Twin Cities Pride Festival and Parade are looking for volunteers to help pull it all off. If you don't like the crowds, there are midweek and early morning setup shifts available, or you can put yourself right in the middle of Sunday's big parade action helping manage the flow. Executive Director Andy Otto says it's the volunteers who make the event, and there are dozens of openings to choose from. He says Minneapolis is home to one of the largest LGBTQ populations in the country for a reason. I think people here are very, very welcoming. We're so proud and we have so many allies to our community that I think Minnesota is just a place where you can come and be yourself and not be afraid to to stand up for whoever you are and be whoever you're, you are and your most authentic self. Otto says they're expecting 600,000 people at this weekend's festival and parade. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. 
It may still be June, but our weather feeling more like mid-July this week with temperatures in the 90s. WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas says along with the heat and humidity, it's the rain or lack of it. When in a drought, don't predict rain. And we are in moderate drought now, much of the metro. 19% of the state in moderate drought with severe drought, far north metro. And with the warmer temperatures comes concerns for heat illness. Melissa Dye of the National Weather Service says we just can't think of ourselves when it comes to taking breaks drinking water and wearing sunscreen. Unfortunately, it is still um, an issue, especially with more vulnerable populations. So uh, children, elderly, people like that, you know, they really need to make sure that they are aware of um, the conditions that they're in. While the forecast calls for hot temperatures, the dew point projections are in the low 60s. That will keep the heat index lower so it won't feel like it's hotter than what the thermometer says. Student loan payments are set to resume later this year for Minnesotans and the Minnesota Department of Commerce is reminding borrowers about the Student Loan Borrower Bill of Rights. The department's Mark Hasty says Minnesota is one of many states adopting a set of rights for borrowers while also setting rules for loan servicers. They have to ensure that when they report information to consumer reporting agencies, which affects your credit score, that's accurate when they do so. Hasty says it's important for borrowers to make sure they know who their current servicer is and to check on all details associated with upcoming payments, including deferment options. You can request deferments, forbearances if you have financial hardship. The, the Bill of Rights really makes sure that they have to offer or evaluate income-driven repayment before putting someone in default. The student loan payment pause is set to end August 31st. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. And today marks Juneteenth, the federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. While the days become more widely celebrated the past couple of years, one University of St. Thomas history professor says it's surprising Juneteenth isn't a bigger part of education curriculum. Dr. Yohuru Williams told Vanita Sakhar in the WCCO Morning News that a pushback against black history remains very real. Although we have this federal holiday, this national holiday that should raise awareness, uh, there's actually an effort to limit students' accessibility to these types of lessons. And so I'm less confident students will be getting this type of historical instruction, uh, these critical thinking exercises that allow them to reflect on the history of emancipation and what it's meant and what it continues to mean. Dr. Williams says making Juneteenth a federal holiday is a reminder that we still need to teach black history because there are so many who don't know much about it. Thanks for listening to the WCCO All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.